This call is being recorded. All right, team, thank you for jumping on. Um, let me go ahead and get started on today's call. And um, of course, we are right now in the, the midst of uh, the spring market, um, feeling that over the last couple of weeks, it started to pick up a little bit. Uh, but I'm still getting that question, Jim, my listings are not selling. What do I do? And I want to give you my uh, rundown on how to best evaluate where you're at right now with your, with your listings. Uh, first and foremost, we all know we're in a changing market that has been driven by, you know, difficult weather, politics, increasing property taxes, um, substantial changing changes to buying trends, et cetera. And when that happens, markets adjust, they just do. So what does that mean? That means that we have to adjust, okay? And when you're looking at your listings, three major areas that you wanna look at. Number one, obviously your clients are most um, interested in pricing. And you as the real estate broker in adding value to your clients need to understand the market, need to understand not just what's going on with that individual um, property, but what's going on from a macro sense in that neighborhood, in the city. I just pulled up some quick stats this morning and um, found out that in Lakeview, we've got 3.3 months of inventory. We are still in a seller's market in, in Lakeview. That's up though from 14% from last year. Lincoln Park, 4.4 months of inventory right on that cusp of being a normal market that five month mark but it's up 22 percent from last year um, the gold coast is a uh is definitely a buyer's market worth the six month mark um this year uh up almost 18 percent of an increase from last year now um, as we move into the west loop up 13.3 percent from last year in terms of inventory at 3.2 months. So that is still um, considered a seller's market by definition, okay? So um, let me just give you again the definition of a buyer's market versus a seller's market versus a normalized market. A normalized market is anywhere between about four to five months of inventory. Let's call it five months. Anything below that is a seller's market anything above that is a buyer's market now but what we're seeing is increased trends in inventory which if i can harken back to a year ago and the biggest complaint we were getting is that there was no inventory my move up buyers can't move etc so a normalized market isn't necessarily a bad thing because it gives um you know, more buyers an opportunity to begin in and, and purchase. But when we are seeing trends like increases in inventory, and uh, that means that the market will change, right? Things are going to sit. People are going to adjust their prices. You got to stay ahead of those trends. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about how to handle that from a pricing standpoint here in a minute. Number two, you got to know your micro market. What's happening in that individual building? Okay. We are one of the most inefficient markets in the United States, okay? You can have a building right next to another one that is languishing, 
and the one next to it is selling out quick based on individual trends and what the amenities of the building and quality of properties, et cetera, right? You need to look at your micro market, okay, and price accordingly based on what you found out in the macro and the micro. Stay ahead of the trends. If inventory goes up, prices go down. This is economics 101. I was talking to a developer about two weeks ago, and he is, uh, you know, in, in that individual market there's, uh, that he was in, there was a challenge in getting stuff sold. You guys are hearing the same thing, um, where a year ago stuff was flying off the shelf. And I told him, I said, do not overprice. you got to price right at the market. And in a market like we're in right now, you got to price a little bit below. So if, in, if, a, if a listing that sold um, three weeks ago sold at 450 you should have that listing, if you're putting a new one on, similar product, um, competitive in nature, you should be coming in a little bit below that 450 mark to start to gain interest, okay? Um, when, we're, when we're seeing these increases in inventories, again, prices will be impacted. You want to be ahead of the pricing curve. Explain to sellers right now that they can either adjust their pricing now and get ahead of the pricing changes, or if they follow it down, they're going to make less money in two to three months. It is what it is. They also need to know that if they take a hit on their purchase, which a lot of people are right now, or excuse me, take a hit on their listing or their sale, they can make it up on their purchase. Okay? One example that I use when explaining how the buyers, how buyers operate is what we've learned from 277 years with the Sotheby's auction house. Now take note of this. This is a good line when you're sitting in a listing presentation and you're trying to explain to a seller how buyers operate. At the Sotheby's auction house, what they've done for 277 years is make sure that they are priced at the appraised value of the property in that moment. And then they price it a little bit below to do one thing, get as many people as possible to raise their paddles, okay? When people start raising the paddles in an auction house, others look around and they see that other people want the property and more people gain interest. Then they start buying on emotion. If you price too high and nobody's raising their paddles, guess what? The auction starts, it goes off as a, as kind of a failure because you don't get enough immediate interest in that product. Now, Sotheby's Auction House has been selling high-end items, again, for 277 years. So make sure you're pricing so the paddle goes up. Marketing is the second area. Trend, successful agents of today, and I see the trend even increasing in the future, are becoming, need to become marketers. Okay, I, I think your listing has a story. All of your listings have a story. Your job is to tell it. Invest in additional photography and marketing assets, okay? Spend time posting on Instagram stories to tell the story of that home, both from, you know, a, a product standpoint to a location standpoint sell that property, 
tell by telling a story. By properly marketing a listing, you as the ex, as an extra benefit are doing one thing very important, and that is marketing yourself. People want to hire who they know, like, and trust, and they're going to hire somebody who they feel has chops when it comes to marketing a property, and they're going to see you, and they're going to follow you, and they're going to watch you online. This is no longer an option, folks. You have to become a good marketing person, marketing agent, excuse me. All right? So marketing is key number two. Number three, property presentation. If there was ever a time when a property needs to show well, it is now. You know what I mean by that? That is the responsibility of you to tell your seller what they need to do to properly prepare their, you know, properly tell their, tell the story by having that property ready to go. Do not list it until it shows well. People want to more than ever, as we live in this HGTV world, they want to walk into a home and feel like it's move-in ready. Okay? If it's not, you need to price appropriately or wait until they have that property ready to go. Okay? So what I just explained to you in those three areas are the three, P, the three P's of selling listings. People, number one, it's the first P, you and your marketing, okay? Property, how well does it show? That's the second P. Third P is price. Is your property properly priced? Or maybe I should say competitively priced. In this market, you need to be priced a little bit below where the last sale was because that's where we're heading. Do not follow the market down to its adjustment point. Be ahead of it. You want to avoid listings where the seller wants to test the market. This is not one of those markets where you're going to be successful if you do that. If you take a listing that is priced above an acceptable range, before you sign that listing agreement, get a pre predetermined price drops in place as part of that listing agreement. If we don't have 10 showings in two weeks or three weeks, we're going to drop it down to my price, Mr. Seller, to get this sold, okay? We are not, um, it costs too much for everybody involved, time, money, assets to test the market, okay? Um, I want to I want to switch to buyers real quick um, because I know that many of you have buyers that are finicky right now and are just not getting off um, the fence. And here's what I would say to that: You want to set expectations up front with them. Now, if you've been out um, and you, if you've got a buyer that is unmotivated and not willing to, um, you know, to move. On, a, on, on properties after you've shown them a lot of product, and this is even something, to good, something good to talk about up front. In fact, I've got I have one agent come in and talk about a, a couple who gave very specific parameters as to what they were looking for. And this husband and wife, every time they found the perfect property, or that's what they said during the showing or right after the showing, they could not pull the trigger. Now, since it was a perfect property for them, guess what? It was for others, and they sold quickly and they before they were able to get off the fence and make a move and 
this is a couple that had to be um, in a rent out of their rental by June 30th. So the suggestion that I gave to that agent that day is I said, what you need to do is talk to those buyers and say, as of June 30th, if you could paint a perfect picture of what your life would look like and where you would live, what would that be? And by having that conversation with your, with your buyers, they're telling you, they're painting a picture of where they want to be so then you can then reverse engineer back to where you're at right now and help them get there. And then as you are going through the process, you can remind them of what they told you. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, you told me that on June 30th, if we could find a place that was X, Y, and Z, you would, you would move forward on it, right? And this gets the, those buyers really having a, a, uh, an important conversation about what it is that they want to do and when they want to accomplish it. So in this market that we're in right now, you have got to set expectations not only with your sellers, but also with your buyers in order to make things happen for both your clients. Now, you're doing this with a mindset and a vibe of giving, right? But at the same point in time, you've got to have some finesse and skill to navigate a market like this. It's not just throwing up a sign, putting it on the MLS, and hope something sells at the price that your seller decides, right? We know that that happens and we've got to work with our sellers, but we also need to educate them on what happens when you don't price right. We need to, we need to educate our buyers what happens if they are not fully committed to making a move on a property that fits their exact criteria and one that they love, right? So do not take these shifting markets personally, okay? This is why the public needs your experience. Today's call is just a culmination of my 20 years of brokerage experience and watching other pros navigate it with success. Now, I will keep reminding you that if our profession was easy, we'd already would have been disrupted. Okay? So with that being said, you are off mute. I'm going to let you go. Have a good week. Thanks, Thank you, Jim. Thank you. 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 Thank you.